Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why, our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my News Corp and racing journalist colleague, Matt Jones. You'd know him from news.com.au. And pro punter, Brad Horse Miller. Gentlemen, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, good, Tim. Yeah, today on the show, we'll look at uh, which horses to have a little flutter on. We've got our best bet and our quaddies. All right, $100 from Bluebet. We've got a number of races. And again, I will split you up at the end with... Uh, Matt's tip on the invitation and yours on the Crystal Mile, Brad. But let's start with the Mooney Valley Cup race eight in Melbourne tomorrow. Brad, what do you reckon? Yeah, 2,500 metres. Um, the six person is going really well. Just looks ready to win now. Fourth up for Mara and Eustace. And they're elite over these staying trips. Uh, he was good on speed in the Herbert Power. Kept kicking on late. And his best stuff, you know, once he's fit, sort of beats these. Uh, I love the 59 down to 55. He goes well at the track. He loves the distance. Um, and if they go quicker than anticipated, um, which I'm sort of anticipating, which I should say, I think he'll relish it. So he, he's the one I can really trust in the race. Uh, the nine nerve, not verve. She wasn't suited at the weights in the pinker pinker. Um, she can throw in a poor one at shorter odds and then bounce back and win at a bigger price like she did last prep. And her night's order form stacks right up um, against this lot. She'll be up near the speed and a, a faster tempo wouldn't worry her at all. She probably risks a two kilo penalty if she was to win this for the Melbourne Cup. Um, she currently has 51 and a half there and I think she's a sneaky chance at 100 to 1 in that race. Um, the one grand promenade, another one for Mara and Eustace via the Herbert Power, Usually settles right on speed. Got back a little bit last time. Um, expect they're more positive early and hold a spot. Probably better suited at Flemington's the only knock on that horse, but I think he'll run really well. And the other one for Waller, Francesco Gardi, number 11. He's a five-year-old by Frankel. Um, he's the flashing light runner. Just got into a bit of trouble, nearly fell, and then still had the audacity to pick up after being held up in the straight and ran on really well. I know Val Declare came out of that race and ran well in the Caulfield Cup, but I'm just not as sold on that form reference. But he does get a big jockey upgrade, you know, from his last five starts to James McDonald now. So I think he's in the game. So what I'm going to do, I, I'm trusting Persan. I think he's going to run really well. But rather than back him for the win, I'm going to rove him in the Canella. So I'm going to take Persan and Francesco Gardi for $50 in the Canella. Persan and Grand Promenade for $35 in the Quinella and Persan and Nerve Not Verve for $15 in the Quinella. Okay, all right. Thank you, Brad. Race 8, Mooney Valley. I, I actually like Sacramento. It's one of the great trivia questions. What's the capital of California? Most people get it wrong. It is Sacramento. $11 um, each way odds, $50 each way for me on the seven-day backup. What are you going, Matty? Well, Brad just touched on it there when Francisco Gardi nearly fell about the 700. It cost about two or three lengths at least. And then it's picked up and almost won the Bart Cummings. 
last start. And the reports from the Waller camp is James McDonald gave it a bit of a piece of track work during the week and said it was flying when he got off it. So um, McDonald on barrier two doesn't almost fall this time. And I think it can win that race. I wouldn't have said that probably, you know, three or four months ago that this, this type of horse would be down here at carnival time. But, um, you know, he, was, he, he has form in the Kingston town behind Legron, Benno, and Lord Ardmore early on, and Lord Ardmore, Sacramento. Um, on the quick backup now, after, you know, running a top race in the St. Ledger, Stockman's on fire, almost runs within the length of no compromise in the Group 1 Metropolitan, then has runs behind Durst in the Newcastle Cup. So the form's there. I'm just worried about how wet the track is for Sacramento. And I agree with Brad with Persan. Drops four kilos now and definitely going to run it out. Wondering whether the horse can maybe just take a bit more of a sit and not be as close to the leader would be nice, I think. I don't like backing horses in the top three of these staying races, but certainly comes into it. We'll make its own luck. And Desert Icon probably does box seat here and get every chance. But I just think I like the report from Francisco Gardi from the Waller camp with J-Mac during the week and it would have won the Bart Cummings I believe by probably two lengths last start and I think it's a deserved favourite here at $4.20 on blue bet side my $100 to win on Francisco Gardi. All right, Cox Plate, race nine, the wait for age, Championship of Australia. And look, Animo uh, is hard to go past, but a um, bit short for me. I'm going to look for a bit of value, and I've been on I'm Thunderstruck all year, and I'm going to stay that way. $12 with Blue Bet, $50 each way, has won at Flemington, placed twice this campaign. Um, Mick Price, Michael Kent Jr., Zara on board. So 50 each way, I'm Thunderstruck for me, Brad, in the Cox Plate. Yeah, Animo's clearly the one to beat, isn't he? Um, fourth up, he's run second in a golden slipper, one of Rose Hill Guineas by six and a half lengths and arguably should have won the Cox Plate last year. Um, he's no freak by international standards, but he's remarkably consistent at the elite level and um, he's the one, He's he's got the will to win as well, which is he's got that real fighting, you know, fights like a tiger sort of spirit. I would have loved for him to have a look at the Valley during the week and have a track gallop around there because he didn't get around the bend all that well last year. Remember Craig Williams had to cut back inside just to stay in contact with them and then he surged late, you know, even whilst being crowded for room by state of rest and he just wobbled around the corner again at Caulfield in the uh, might and power. So J-Mac just probably just needs to keep him balanced, keep him within striking distance, got the perfect gate to do it. So he's clearly the one to beat. The one Zaki, since arriving in Australia, he's unbeaten, fourth up. He's three from three, gets the ideal setup from gate one, especially if the track's a bit firmer and they can, you know, stick down towards the rails. If you can hold that fence, that just helps him from laying in. The other positive from one is Jamie Carr, you know, will have to press early, gives her no options. She'll have to try and hold her spot. So that should put a bit of tempo in the race, which he actually needs. Annabelle thinks he's going better than last year. When, you know, last year he was scratched and then bolted up in the McKinnon. So that's a positive push. And the other one I'm giving a chance to from her stable is the five Moonga. Ran well in this race last year and a really fast race. He was the second best last 200 of the Maccabi Diva. I thought he was the run of the race in the Underwood race best last 200 there. And I was giving him a chance in the might and power. But after Animo jumped so well and landed sort of 1-1 and was going to hold that spot. Ollie realised he was going to be three wide, no cover, drag back to last. 
Then he was off the bit cornering. He just hates Caulfield, could not get around the bend, dropped out sort of three lengths off them. And again, once he balanced up, he was the race best last 200. I think he's just absolutely flying this horse, um, and I'm not ruling him out. So I think a race like the Champion Stakes over 2000 at Flemington is probably right up his alley if they don't go for the mile race on the same day. Um, just needs to get to a bigger track. But So I'm going to have 80 a win on Animo. I think he's clearly the one to beat. I'm going to take... Uh, a Sabre exactor with Zaki to win Animo for second for $15. And I'm going to put Mawunga in for an exactor just for $5. He's a big price. I think he'd be about 30 to 1 on the day. Um, $5 the exactor, Mawunga to win an Animo for second, just in case Animo does get rolled. Matty? Well, I reckon out of all the Group 1s in Australia, the Cox Plays race I've tipped the most winners in. Because I just think generally every year the best horse, it's pretty obvious, and the best horse just comes out and wins the race. Um, on paper, you'd have to go with Animo for everything he's done. I believe he should have won the Cox Plate last year. I disagree with the protest result. Um, and he's out for revenge. You're right, Brad. Around the corner, I'm a little bit bit worried. I mean, not as worried at all, and it almost cost him the race last start, but his fighting qualities got him home, so he deserves to be favourite. What about this Waller import having its first run in Australia? Um, huge form overseas. Um, in top races over there and mm, yeah. loves the wet with El Bo- Bo- Bogdian, is it? <laughs> um, El Bodegon, yeah. Yeah, El Bodegon. Um, track out was great during the week. I watched it at the Valley. It looked really good. Oliver's on. Um, 56.5 kilos. Normally carrying bigger weights than that in Europe. Um, I think it's a... I reckon, he, I reckon he'd be about 400 kilos ring wet, that horse. He's tiny. Well, that's... He's a little... Pony, but that's what I mean. He's been carrying bigger weights overseas too, and I just some of the horses yeah. that he's he's been around, um, he's been running just behind. Look, I mean, they're in top, you know, group two races over there. So um, I think he's a real smoky here. Um, Zaki gets to run the race. Wet tracks probably a bonus. Um, he'll get every chance you'd think. Laws of Indices flying without winning. I think it's overs um, at the twenty six dollars. Um, Probably only wants it soft though, not heavy, which so uh, I'm a bit worried about that. But I'll have 50 to win on Animo, obviously. But I just want to have, I think I have 25 each way on the Waller import that we've just mentioned. I think it's a real, real sneaky chance here. Okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, European imports have won the last two, and they're both SP seven dollars fifty. Mm. So he's in that. He's in that so sort of area. They come yeah. out and they do well. Right. well. Well, we'll watch with interest. Race eight at Royal Randwick, of course, is the Spring Champion Stakes. Um, I think Williamsburg here um, at six dollars. I'm just going to have a hundred. Bang on the nose. Uh, one once this prep at Randwick, two runs back. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, the eleven. She's extreme. The filly brings a different form. She raced who got her in the flight stakes and she had the second best last 200 to that horse in the race. She flogged Renaissance woman who then won the ethereal and we saw Madame Pomery come out and win the thousand guineas at her next start. So it looks pretty good form. Um, her other go at the mile, she led in the champagne stakes as a two-year-old. She held off Fireburn that day and Williamsburg was a long way back in third. Uh, Glenn Schofield's in good form. But a staggering stat for you guys, he's had 58 rides for Anthony Cummings for one win. So he's due for a winner for Anthony. Um, The three, sharp and smart, I like the way he dug in late second up in a slow race. What piques my interest is he's the one that's, you know, trending upwards. He was only second up there 
Um, I wouldn't be binning that race just because it was a slow run race and a blanket finish. I think he runs to a new peak and he's getting to a, a very backable price. I think he's got to $7. He's back into about six fifty now with Bluebet. Um, and the other main hope, the one elliptical, looks like he'll eat up to 2000 Blake Shin heading up to Sydney to ride is a really good push for that horse. Blake's probably the best rider in Melbourne at the moment since arriving. Um, just seems to be giving everything a 10 out of 10 ride. And um, the Ruffy in the race, the five, Matcha Latte at about $13, was slow away in that sharp and smart race. Fought on bravely, only just went down in the bob. Um, he's another one that's trending upwards only early in the prep. Uh, he can get on speed. If he jumps well, uh, he can actually get on speed without doing a lot of work this time. And uh, I think he's going to be tough to beat. So the way I'm going to play the race, I'm going to have... $50 a win on the Philly 11. She's extreme at around that $6 mark with Bluebet. Um, I'll have 40 a win on the three sharp and smart around that $657 mark. Um, and then I'm also going to have a trifecta with my other $10. I'm going to take 11, 3, and 1 for first, 11, 3, 1, and 5, which is match a latte for second, and those same four numbers for third, 11, 3, 1, and 5, $10 would be about 55%. What about you, Matty? Well, I can't believe match a latte is $13 on Bluebet. I know this is a very open race, but um, match a latte should have won the gloaming, missed the start by three lengths, um, and probably wasn't suited to the gloaming. It was supposed to be over 1,800. They brought it back because they had to go to Warwick Farm due to the washout, had to go back to a mile. Um, was ready for 1800 and you got to remember this horse beats a lot more love fresh and a lot more love just came out and won a stakes race on the weekend so there's a bit of form there this prep um runs second to golden mile in the ming dynasty i just think it's untapped colt from mark newnham who has won this race a couple of times and knows how to find a spring champion horse i just think he's well overs on blue bet there um williamsburg i don't know I thought he might have been favourite, but he's close to that on the second line of betting there. Um, he'll keep coming at him. Wet track, mile. Um, if anything's weak, he'll run straight past them. And elliptical, I have to respect the uh, Melbourne form there. Um, Caulfield Guineas is um, a race that you should always respect. So I, I have a lot of um, a lot of hope that th- that horse is going to go well. Blake Shin Barrier won last, uh, the other week. Uh, behind Cascadia in the Craven Plate, finishing off nicely um, against the older horses. Obviously goes up to a bit in weight now that against its own age, but uh, might be a little knockout chance there too. But I just think Machilade, $13 on Bluebet um, and three sixty the place. I think you can collect if you have 50 each way. Okay, let's have a, a look at the crystal mile for you here, Brad. Look, I, I like Military Expert. I have been on Military Expert its last five runs, $7.50 with Bluebet. What do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty keen on an import here, the five, my Oberon, uh, making his Australian debut for Annabelle Neesham. Went through all his replays and his ratings, and it all stacks up. Uh, I thought the, the import in the Cox Plate was maybe just a few lengths off state of rest, last year at the same stage but um this one i think's certainly up to a, a crystal mile jump out on a soft seven at cranbourne i thought was terrific balanced up and steamed home in that under a hold um, so i don't really have any concerns if we're on a you know a soft six or even a soft seven as long as i can run on by this stage of the day um or the, you know the second day of the carnival good speed up front he, he 
just could be too good for them. So I'm going to have my main bet on him, $80 a win. He's around that sort of seven seven fifty mark with blue bet. And the other one in the race I am just going to have something on is the one call sign Mav at around that $12 mark. He beat Tuvalu and the Rupert Clark, now meets him three kilos better. Um, and then I understand he choked down in the Turak, so you can forgive that run. Rain around, he just seems a big price, $12 versus, you know, Tuvalu at $3. So, um, you know, Banker's Choice is the other one I could have entertained. Got chopped out in the Turak, should have finished much closer, but meets Colson Mav, you know, three kilos worse off and got thrashed by that horse. So, I'm just going to have 80 a win, my Oberon, and $20 a win on the one Colson Mav. Race nine at Ramwick for, for you, Maddie. It's another one of these new races, the Invitation, two million bucks. It's big money, isn't it? Big money. I, I actually, um, I'm going to have a little bit each way on Expat, I think, tomorrow out of the four, uh, Mark Newnan. But uh, what do you think, the Invitation? I think it's out of the top three in the betting and, and saddlecloth numbers, too. I want to give Ice Bath another chance. She won the race last year. She's drawn a good gate. I would have backed Nimalee had she drawn better, but Barrier 9, she's just going to have to work again. Um, but if any horse can work hard and win this race, it's Nimalee. She's the toughest horse in the race. And don't worry about her being fifth up. She gets way better into a prep. She's a big girl, so she need, She probably couldn't have... Matt Smith actually wasn't thinking she could win the Golden Pendant a few two runs back, but she did. And she toughed it out and won it well. But um, And she had no luck in, in the Epsom last start. Forbidden Love... Um, has won five races on heavy tracks, multiple Group One winner, Espiona. Now, forgive me, listeners, I can't remember. She's had two runs this time in, in the Scirocco and the Golden Pendant, and I can't remember which day it was. But Chris Waller, as trainer, came into the press room and said to us, "Something's wrong with her physically." He thought because of the way she was racing with her head all over the place, he he felt that she might have been having a little niggle that we they couldn't find. But she's lined up here again, so obviously they couldn't find anything wrong with her. So she's just got quirks, I think, more than anything. She's obviously physically fit. Waller would not be running her a mare like this in this race, even though it's worth $2 million, if there was even a hint that there was something wrong with her. But that was his sort of way of thinking a few starts back, that there might have been something physically wrong there. But obviously the vets have gone over a million times and can't find anything. Um, we all thought she probably would have had three or four group ones in the bag by now after what we saw in Melbourne last year, but just hasn't quite worked out for her. But she's the X-factor horse of the race. I just can't have her winning, but it wouldn't surprise me if she did come out with a good draw and win. But I'm just going to give um, Ice Bath one more chance to show that she can win a, a, a decent race, and I'll have my $100 a win on Ice Bath at the $4.60. Just out of interest, when you're in that press room with the Villies Pies, how many of those do you have generally? Well, they're party pies, so we'll, we'll yeah, we'll just... exactly. There's no limit on party <laughs> pies. Coming up next, we've got the Quaddies in Sydney and Melbourne. Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Blue! Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. 
They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. All right, first leg of the quaddy in Melbourne is race seven, the Drummond Golf Vase uh, or Vase, whichever way you want to go, Brad. Yeah, really good race, this uh, key lead up to the derby this year. Um, The one Berkeley Square or Barkley Square, unlucky in the guineas, desperate for this trip now. Um, I think he'll get around the valley okay. So he's he's the one they have to beat. Uh, he's pretty short though. Uh, the two virtuous circle was good against the pattern last time set for this race. And if they can run on, um, he can certainly win. I think the three Pericles um, from the Godolphin team, another very good against the pattern in Sydney. Quick jump from 1,400 to 2,040, but he's in the right camp to pull off something like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jamie Carr sent him forward going up in trips. I think he's a good hope. And the roughie I want to put in, if there's a blowout in the race, six Sir Bailey at around $23, $26. Firmer the better for him. I'll go into a bit more detail later on, but he has to go in. I think he'll run really well. Um, so I've just got the one, two, three, and six. Two of the great names of Australian horse racing, uh, Ken Callender and Max Presnell. Uh, this race, race seven, first leg of the Quaddy in Sydney, named after these two great men. Maddie, uh, which way are you going to go? Yeah, they deserve a race named after them. They're great fellas. And when you're a young guy coming into the press room, there's no more welcoming men than those two. And they're the, the two oldest fellas in the room that have been there longer than anyone. So... Um, well-deserved. I think, I mean, Golden Mile should just win. Um, you look at the rating, benchmark rating, 102. The next best is 80, and then they're at set weights. Should just be able to clean this up. I'm worried. I think this communist might have something, um, Michael Freeman's horse. I think it's a horse on the way up. But I'll just put those two in the quaddy. We'll, we'll get our percentage up a bit. So we'll go one and four. All right, race eight in Melbourne. Of course, second leg of the quaddy. We've spoken about the Mooney Valley Gold Cup, Brad. Yeah, so in race book order, we've discussed these. We've got the one Grand Promenade, six Persan, nine Nerve Not Verve, and the 11 Francesco Gardi, who's the favourite. Okay, race eight, second leg of the quaddy. We've spoken about this as well, the spring champion stakes. Matty? Yep, I'll keep this short and sweet. We've already spoken. I think the one Elliptical, two Prometo, four Williamsburg, Five matcha latte, and I'm with you there. I think she's extreme, Brad, as well. Have to put in wet track, we'll run the mile, no doubt about it. So, my numbers there are going to be one, two, four, five, eleven. Yeah, third leg in Melbourne is the Cox plate, Brad. Yeah, so race per quarter again. I've got uh, one Zaki, five Mawunga, he'll be around that sort of 30 to one mark, and I'm keen to put him in, and the 10 Animo, who's the likely winner. Yeah, and third leg in Sydney is the invitation, Matt. Yeah, spoken about it. We'll put the top three saddlecloth in. Forbidden Love, Nimalee, Ice Bath, one, two, three. I'm with you, Tim, expat. I just think there might be something there at half-decent odds. Um, Expat um, on Bluebet is $13. I can't leave it out. And the other horse I'll put in is Espiona. All right, final leg of the quaddy at the Valley is the get-out stakes race, 10, Brad. Yeah, a little bit wider here. I've got the one Cirileo miss um, on pace and dominant second up. Uh, the four Dusseur for Paddy Payne, 
Second up, this track and distance was unlucky behind Daisy's at Group 3 level last prep. She's around that sort of $18 mark with Bluebet. That's a big price. So I want to have her in the five, My Whisper. Um, stable's out of form, just six from their last 100 runners, but um, should be appreciating getting back to Melbourne. And won her last three here and obviously had a win in South Australia as well before she headed up to New South Wales. The six roots, the favourite, um, scooted around the valley nicely during the week in the uh, the track gallops. And if it's not too wet, the number two Steinem at a big price around that $23 mark um, ran second to Colette, went second up last spring. So that's a pretty good form reference. So I've got one, four, five and six. And if it's not wet, you can put in the two Steinem. He'll probably be scratched anyway if it is wet. Yeah, Royal Randwick is a soft six at the moment and uh, they're predicting a little bit of light rain. It'd be interesting to see what happens. And... Uh, the final leg of the quaddy jumps at 6.10pm tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, I'm, I want to back Cold Crusher in that, that last race, number four. So I'll have it in as my first. I just think second up, ready to go. $8.50, not a bad price. Bacalania, obviously five fifty. Um, third up now, peaking, barrier one, shin on. Um, Clemenco, uh, three fifty favourite. Not too sure about that, but... I uh, have to have it in the numbers, number seven. And I want to put in Belarus first up, the 14. So we'll go numbers four, five, seven, fourteen. 14. I know we don't have a long shot in there. Out of the long shots, if you want to throw something in, perhaps it might sound a bit silly, but at $34, wisdom of water, number two. Okie dokie. All right, up next, we're going to have our best bet of the day. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Well, it is our best bet of the day, but let's look over two days, Friday and Saturday. We've got Group 1 racing at the Valley tonight. Uh, and I'm just going to say Paul Laley's my best bet over these two days. Uh, James Cummings, Matt J. Mack as well, $3.70 on Blue Bet, and I'm going to smack it on the nose in the Manicato. Race 7 tonight at the Valley is my best bet. Brad? I like that, Tim. Um, profiles to peak third up, as he usually does, so it's a good bet. Uh I'm going to give a roughie and a, and a best bet. One I was talking about earlier uh, in the Vars, race seven on Saturday, number six, Sir Bailey. Um, he's improved with every run rising in distance this prep. In the Guineas, he went race second best, six to the 400. Tried to make his run with elliptical. He's probably arguably going better than that horse at the time. Copped a check and then copped another two checks in the straight. I could make a case that he was right in the finish and with Berkeley Square, who's, you know, $2.30 and um, this horse is, you know, $23, $26 and you're getting $5 the place. So now he's going up in trip. I'd expect he's much closer on speed, just like his mum, Jamaica, was when she won this race in 2015. You get Mark Zaro on um, the right stable, Marin Eustace. I think he's just a really good each-way roughie, as long as it doesn't get too wet. So... Just keep an eye on that. Um, the track will be quite firm uh, tonight, 
and it just depends on how much rain they get during the day tomorrow. So um, I think he's a really good ruffie. And I'm going to make my best bet Saturday again, race three, number two, sweet ride um, for Annabelle Nation. This just has to be the superior form. Uh, San Domenico beats Spacewalk, Best of Bordeaux, Bonas Notches by over three lengths on soft ground. Um, we've seen Bonas Notches, you know, run right up to Giga Kick who improved four lengths in the Everest, mind you. Um, and then he was just two lengths off in secret on a good track, giving away three and a half kilos at 1,200. Last start on a heavy 10, second to best of Bordeaux at 1,200 again. So he's yet to win at that 1,200 metre trip, but his form over the distance is superior. And although he's drawn a little bit awkwardly out wide, he's got good early speed and I'd expect they're positive from the gate and go forward like they normally would. Um, I liked his work around the valley, Alongside the stable mate, military expert during the week, I thought he had his measure. And if the rain comes, he handles all conditions. Uh, and if it misses, it's even better because I think he's better on top of the ground. So I thought he should be clear favourite. I think there's sort of 4.20, 4.60 being shopped around. Um, and I think he's a pretty good bet. Race three, number two, sweet ride. Matty? Yeah. Uh, I think Without talking myself up, I think we're going for five in a row. Maybe four in a row, best bets. But in saying that, they haven't paid a hell of a lot, but they're winning. Yeah, I got on Ellsberg <laughs> last week. I'll find you something at double-figure odds one day. But I just think the Cox Plate animal should win. Um, he's got all the Australian horses covered. I can't see those Australian horses that he's raced against. Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood. He will beat all them. So I think the 240 is the right price. I'm really scared of the import that we've discussed with Oliver on. But apart from that, I just can't see him losing the Cox Plate. Barrier 4, J-Mac, perfect run in the race. $2.40 on Bluebet. I think it's a pretty good bet. And if he runs to his best, you'll collect. That's it for what I'm backing and why. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matt. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. Thanks to you. Thanks to Brad. Hopefully we've found you a couple of winners and we'll catch you next week. See you, boys. See you, guys. Building. Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.